0: This is True Crime Psychology and Personality, where we discuss the pathology behind some of the most horrific crimes and those who committed them from a scientifically informed perspective. I'm Dr. Todd Grande. I have a PhD in Counselor Education and Supervision, and I'm a licensed professional counselor of mental health. Dr. Todd Grande, that's my YouTube channel. Today's question is, can I analyze the case of Ashley Gillard? She is a social media influencer who has found herself at the center of a lawsuit in response to claims she made about the 2022 Moscow-Idaho quadruple murder case. First, I'll look at a brief background of the Idaho murder case, move to a background of Ashley, a summary of the lawsuit, and then my analysis. On November 13, 2022, sometime between 3 and 4 a.m., Four college students were murdered in a rental home in Moscow, Idaho. The students, three women and one man, were stabbed to death. Two other female students were in the house, but they were not harmed and apparently had no contact with the killer or killers. These two students slept through the four murders. The police were not called until 11:58 a.m. The call was placed using a cell phone owned by one of the two surviving students. Before the 911 call was placed, one of the surviving students had contacted friends asking them to come to the rental house. The student believed that one of the murder victims was unconscious. The police arrived, discovered the four bodies, and started their investigation. The two students, as well as several other people, were ruled out as potential suspects. The case has generated a tremendous number of leads and a lot of interest from the public. Several social media users have promoted misinformation about the case. Which brings me to the background of Ashley Gillard. Ashley is a self-proclaimed psychic from Texas who posts videos on the platform TikTok. She has over 100,000 followers on TikTok, and she operates her own website. Ashley told the Washington Post that she made a spiritual journey in 2015 and started reading tarot cards. One of her followers asked her to investigate the Idaho quadruple murder case. Ashley performed a reading which indicated that a teacher might be involved. The cards then led her to the term history. I find it interesting that the cards never lead self-proclaimed psychics to terms like common sense, restraint, or early retirement. Ashley pulled up the University of Idaho's website, And navigated to the history department. There she learned that the chair of the department was an associate professor named Rebecca Schofield. Ashley claimed that another reading told her that Rebecca was involved in the Idaho murders. She documented her theories on dozens of TikTok videos. Ashley claimed that the professor was romantically involved with one of the victims and participated in the murders. These are incredibly serious accusations especially the murder part. Rebecca Schofield denied these allegations and filed a lawsuit against Ashley. This brings me to a summary of the lawsuit. The lawsuit starts out by documenting how Rebecca Schofield could not have been involved in the murders. When the murders occurred, she was with her husband in Portland, Oregon, visiting France. Portland is about six hours from Moscow, Idaho. The couple stayed in a hotel and did not check out until the morning of November 13. They checked out after the murders happened. They drove from Portland to Moscow and arrived after law enforcement had discovered the bodies. Rebecca was not involved in the murders in any way. She has been a professor at the University of Idaho since 2016. The four students who were murdered attended the University of Idaho, but were never taught by Rebecca. Furthermore, Rebecca does not remember even meeting Any of the four students. The lawsuit then talks about Ashley Gillard. It mentions how Ashley claims to solve high profile murders. On TikTok, Ashley posted videos asserting that the killer was familiar with one or more of the victims. Furthermore, she stated that the killer was possibly a former romantic partner with one of the victims. On November 24, 2022, Ashley used an image of Rebecca Schofield that was taken from the University of Idaho website, Ashley falsely accused Rebecca of being in a romantic relationship with one of the victims and of ordering the murders. The next day, November 25, Ashley posted another five TikTok videos containing more false allegations, including that Rebecca ordered the murders. In three of these videos, Ashley falsely accused Rebecca and a student referred to as JD of planning the murders together. On November 28, Ashley posted six videos, falsely accusing Rebecca of committing the murders because of a prior relationship with the murder victim referred to as KG. Rebecca contacted an attorney who sent Ashley a cease and desist letter on November 29. The letter demanded that the false and defamatory videos be removed and Ashley issue an apology. Ashley continued making videos containing false allegations, and other inflammatory statements. A few examples. Ashley falsely claimed that Rebecca was going to prison for the quadruple murder. Ashley said, quote, I'm not worried about Rebecca Schofield suing me because she will be using her resources to fight for murder cases, unquote. Ashley falsely claimed that Rebecca decided to kill the students because KG wanted to take a break in the relationship. The lawsuit points out that many viewers commented on the videos warning Ashley that she was making false statements. Rebecca's attorney sent another cease and desist letter on December 8, 2022. Ashley showed that letter in a video and told her viewers that Rebecca would need to file actual legal documents in a federal court asking her to remove the content. It would then be up to a judge. After this, Ashley posted several more videos containing false allegations. The reputation of Rebecca Schofield was damaged and she is in fear for her safety due to the false allegations. In addition, Ashley's behavior has caused Rebecca emotional distress. The complaint ends with a demand for a jury trial. Greetings from Evergreen Podcasts. We're rolling out a listener survey, and we want to hear from you. The information in the survey will help us gather statistics and in turn make our shows more appealing to advertisers. I know most people don't like ads, or wherever fine podcasts are found. After the lawsuit was filed, Ashley posted more videos. In one video, she claimed that she has physical evidence proving her claims, but she must wait for court in order to reveal it. Ashley told the Washington Post that she has not hired an attorney, and she isn't worried about being sued. She said, quote, Time will tell, and I'm willing to take the risk. I'm going to keep posting. I'm not taking anything down, if, in the alternate universe, if I was wrong, this is an open and shut case, unquote. After once again repeating her false accusation, Ashley continued by saying, quote, I'm still posting, I've said a lot of things about her, I'm not going to stop, if I'm such a liar, I'm so wrong about it, then in court, she will win, unquote. The last prediction about Rebecca winning in court might be the only accurate prediction that Ashley has ever made. Now moving to my analysis. Here are my thoughts in a few areas that stood out to me in this case. Item number one. It seems fairly obvious that there is absolutely no reason to believe that Rebecca Schofield had anything to do with the Idaho murders. She is just an innocent bystander in this situation. It appears as though Ashley is repeatedly making unfounded allegations. Ashley's system for finding Rebecca in the first place was based on looking for the term history on a website of the college the victims attended. Ashley has absolutely no inside information about the Idaho murders at all. She doesn't know anything, but she appears to be very confident in her accusations. Item number two, does Ashley have any chance of not losing the lawsuit? Let's take a look at the laws around defamation. These laws vary based on jurisdiction, but here is a general description. A defamatory statement is a false statement of fact that is negligently or intentionally communicated or published, and this false statement causes damage to the subject of the statement. A defamatory statement that is written is referred to as libel, and one that is oral is referred to as slander. If a statement is true, it is never defamatory. The truth is a complete defense against any defamation claim. If someone states an opinion rather than claiming that something is factual, it would not be considered defamatory under normal circumstances. But if the opinion implies underlying statements which are not true, it may still be defamatory. Just because someone makes a defamatory statement doesn't always mean that they can be found liable for defamation. A major factor in determining liability is the target of the defamation. If the target is a private person, the standard is much lower. Than if they are a public figure. For a private person, the standard is negligence. For a public figure, it's actual malice. For a person to be held liable for defamation against a private person, one of three criteria must be satisfied. They had to know the statement was false. They acted with reckless disregard for the truth, or they acted negligently in failing to ascertain whether the statement was true or false prior to making it. Essentially, for a private person to win a defamation case, they have to prove that the defendant acted outside of the scope of how a reasonable person would act under similar circumstances. I think it is reasonable to believe that Rebecca Schofield qualifies as a private person and not as a public figure. It appears as though she was just minding her own business when Ashley dragged her name into the discussion about the Idaho murders. Because Ashley accused Rebecca of committing a crime, Rebecca doesn't need to prove that she sustained any damages. The assumption is that being falsely accused of a crime automatically causes damage. I think Rebecca would win even if she was somehow considered a public figure, but given that she is a private person, this should be a very easy case for her to win. None of that may matter, of course. It's not clear if Ashley has any money to pay a judgment, but at least a victory would force Ashley to remove her videos. In this way, Rebecca would not only protect herself, she would be granting a gift to the world. Item number three. Ashley has her own website. It is under construction, but she does have a little message on there for visitors. Among other things, it says that she is blessed with the ability to access and interpret information from the universal consciousness. She uses her ability to solve mysteries and see beyond the surface of people, places, and things. She told the Washington Post, quote, Having my gift or my ability, I know what I know. Unquote. There is a theme with Ashley that emerges here. She believes herself to have supernatural or magical powers. Item number four. On one of her videos on TikTok, Ashley appeared to be angry at viewers who suggested that she could have schizophrenia. Ashley said that she does not trust mental health professionals. According to her, they have been programmed through their education. To treat right brain dominant people like they have mental health problems instead of acknowledging their genius. We see here that Ashley not only believes herself to have supernatural powers, she also believes that she is a genius. Item number five I watched a number of Ashley's videos on TikTok and noticed several themes in addition to her self proclaimed psychic status. Here are my thoughts after suffering through several dozen videos. It's very difficult to hear what Ashley is saying in many of her videos. The sound quality is abysmal and she does not enunciate very well at all. I found myself rewinding and listening over and over, trying to make out what she was saying. This only serves to magnify the pain. To say that her videos are very poorly planned is overly generous because it suggests that any planning was involved. It looks like Ashley simply records one video after the other without putting any thought into what she's going to say. It's like a stream of consciousness. Ashley makes a number of unusual connections in her videos, like the way she attempts to figure out various problems or situations doesn't make any sense. There are many statements that seem random, tangential, and bizarre. There is the sense that Ashley really doesn't understand the implications of what she's saying. Item number six, before Ashley was sued, Many people in the comment section of her TikTok videos appeared to believe her, or at least they were entertaining her false accusations. I think this shows how gullible people can be and how so-called psychics are able to exploit the intrigue of mysteries by adding nonsense. After the lawsuit, Ashley started receiving a lot of negativity, and many comments are suggesting that she is going to badly lose the lawsuit filed by Rebecca Schofield. There is a theme of joy emerging in the comments section. People are looking forward to Ashley being defeated. Item number seven. What was Ashley's motive for falsely accusing Rebecca? Is Ashley seeking fame or fortune? Or is this more about losing touch with reality? What's going on here? This is just a theory, my opinion. It appears as though Ashley does not have critical thinking skills, and she engages in magical thinking. Through her bizarre way of processing information, she came to believe that Rebecca was somehow involved in the Idaho murders. If she had stopped at this point and never made an accusation, Ashley would have been fine. A person is allowed to believe whatever they want. The problem for Ashley is that she did not have the restraint to contain her belief. She posted it in videos, and now she's in trouble. The situation was caused by magical thinking, impulsivity, Grandiosity, a sense of entitlement, and a massive level of overconfidence. Now, moving to my final thoughts. At first, people who agreed with Ashley watched her videos, but now feelings of schadenfreude have taken over and people are watching to see her misfortune. I think it makes more sense to have compassion for everyone involved in this case, for Rebecca and others who have been defamed, as well as for Ashley. Social media has created an incredible opportunity for people to have their voices heard, to express all different types of opinions. This is especially true if they are talking about high profile cases. The difficulty is that not everybody understands the difference between stating an opinion and asserting that something is true. If an individual is in a fantasy world, social media can be a road to financial destruction. Very little stands between the development of false beliefs. And stating those false beliefs in a public forum. This has been True Crime Psychology and Personality from Ars Longa Media. This content is for educational and entertainment purposes only. Ars Longa, Vita Brevis.